0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am very sorry there was no episode last week. Honestly, I did like three podcast episodes and then I kind of burned myself out. I was kind of like, damn, I don't know if I want to do another one right now. And what I did last week is like I went on a drive and then I went on a nice little walk on Sunday. So kind of cleared my head of that. And now I'm really excited to get into season three of The Hills. I really do feel like this is the season where reality TV really, really started. Like, obviously, there are some things before, but this season was like, damn, this is a lot of drama, a lot of dramas going on, there's going to be a lot of editing, and there is also a lot of outside things that were happening even before season three premiered. So the break between season two and season three, a lot happened. There were the sex tape rumors about Jason and Lauren, and now Spencer, and Stephanie have said that actually Jason is the one who spread those rumors. And I will say a few people after the live were like, I wish you asked Jason more about Lauren and Jessica. Um, there's a reason why I didn't. Let me just put it that way. (laughs) There's a reason why I don't ask certain questions. The Prats have said that Jason's the one who spread the rumor all along. I mean, Lauren says it was Spencer. And honestly, maybe there was a tape. I don't know. Maybe there was. But Lauren has always fiercely denied it. And this is, I mean, if you listen to the um, deep dive of Gossip Girl, You know that Leighton Meester did have a tape and then her team bought it back so that way it could never be released. Maybe the Conrads did something like that. Like even if there was a tape that was going to be released, they probably got ahead of it and were able to stop it before anything happened. And to get us started with this episode, which there's a lot to go through in this episode. There's a lot of notes for this episode. I'm hoping this podcast episode will be a bit longer because I did miss last week. But I'm going to read a blog from Spencer that he wrote in 2007. And he released it just before season three started. And I wanted to let you know that this blog is very disgusting. The language that he uses is pretty disgusting. So just a heads up with that. Like it's not going to be, it's not a fun blog. And if you have kids, tell them to earmuff it. So again, this is from Spencer's personal blog that he used to have back in 2007. It starts with, For all you haters, please feel free to hate on me here on my blog where I actually read comments. I think it's a great place for people who can't stand me to vent and get whatever they have to say off their chest. If it makes you feel better, period. But if you hate me because you think I ruined Lauren and Heidi's friendship, you have it all wrong. Lauren ruined Heidi and Lauren's friendship when she told Heidi that she could not be friends with her as long as she dated me. The fact is, Lauren is in love with Heidi. She used to scream at Heidi if she left her alone for one night. She used to ask to get into bed with Heidi and I to cuddle in the morning. Believe what you want. When those cameras turn off, Elsie, who he has in parentheses as beef curtains, is a completely different person. She goes back to being the spoiled brat that made her famous on Laguna Beach. Excuse me, the famous boyfriend stealer. The funny thing to me is that she says we used her for attention. When she is the one in Us Weekly... This week talking about Heidi and I for six pages. Talk about a desperate loser that needs to get her own relationship to worry about or talk about. I mean, this girl has not had one functional relationship in her whole life and is going to try and tell Heidi how to live her life and relationships? Ha. The LC is a pathetic wannabe fashion designer who can't even dress herself and look good. How is she going to design a line? Ha. Ha. It should be called Beef Curtains by Elsie. I only call her this because that is what people like Brody Jenner, Stephen Coletti, and Jason Waller all go around calling her. It is sad that she destroyed the sex tape that did exist. Elsie, Beef Curtains, but she continues to talk about Heidi and I in all her interviews. So until she shuts her ugly mouth, I'm going to continue to tell the world the truth about Elsie. This is a warning to Elsie, your dad, a.k.a. Joe Simpson Jr., manager, agent, and publicist that you better warn your client she is starting a war that she doesn't want. So stop talking about Heidi and myself because the truth will always prevail. You do not want Heidi and I to take a public lie detector test about all the things we know about you and your beef curtains. So yeah, that's what he put out right before season three premiered. I mean, it is great publicity to get people excited, but also like, holy shit, You know, I know people love Spencer and they think he's grown, but I still think he's that same guy. I do. But yeah, that's basically like, (laughs) I mean, this is what season three is about. This is what the rest of the Hills is about, right? The issue with Heidi and Lauren and Spencer. So the season starts off with a recap and we already know about the Spidey drama. We find out that Whitney graduated and got the job at Teen Vogue and she's actually Lauren's boss. We also find out that Audrina and Elsie are fun roommates. Lauren's like, I'm having the best time. We're having a great time being roommates. This is the best thing ever. And she also says she found something out that will ruin her and Heidi's friendship forever. Now, again, as the viewer, we already know it's a sex tape because, again, it was all over Us Weekly. It was all over Perez Hilton. It was was all over the place. But we start off in the fashion closet and Whitney has a big new desk. She's, like, setting it up and the whole layout of the um, fashion closet is all different. And Lauren walks in and she's all excited about it. She's like, Whitney, I'm so excited you're my boss and you're going to do such a great job. I'm so proud of you. And Whitney acts like she has no idea about the rumor, right? So Whitney's like, how have you been? And she... Goes, okay, you don't, I didn't tell you? And Whitney's like, no, you didn't tell me. So Whitney may be a boss, but her main role is still to be somebody Lauren can talk to from the outside perspective. And Lauren starts by saying, so I had my friends calling me and asking me about rumors. Everything ended up on the internet and got back to Laguna and got back to my parents. And Whitney asks what the rumors were about. And Lauren says, basically saying me and Jason had an inappropriate tape. So there's a pause and Whitney looks like scared to deliver this line. She looks so frightened to deliver the line but she goes have you talked to Heidi and then Lauren does like a very very slow head shake no we we haven't heard from Heidi we have not heard from Heidi yet and again this is a great setup because we already don't really like Heidi because at this point Spencer and Heidi were so much in the tabloids and looking back it's like wow they really set up all those paparazzis they set up all those interviews, like, I actually give them a little bit of credit for all that hustle, but they were thirsty as hell. But I will say something exciting. Um, I've talked about it before. Usually the theme song does not play, but on Amazon Prime for season three, we get the theme song. We have the theme song going and it's exciting time. For the record, I feel like my words are kind of like slurring together and I'm not like pronouncing them great. I apologize. I have barely spoken to people in the last almost month. I'm going on week four of working from home, slowly losing my mind, but we'll get into all that later. So now we're seeing the Spidey apartment for the first time and Spencer's getting a delivery and Heidi's like, oh, is that the TV? And he's like, no, it's a jellyfish tank. So he says they're like one of the only people to have a jellyfish tank. Maybe he doesn't say it in this episode, but he said it multiple times. He's like, we're one of the only people to have an indoor jellyfish tank. Fucking cool. Nobody cares. Anyway, Heidi is making a guest list for the housewarming party. And Spencer says no guest list because he invites friends and then friends invite friends and that's how they do it. But he lists off people like Brody, Frankie, and a few other random people who I've never heard of. I feel like he says da baby at one point, and I'm like, I don't know if da baby was coming to your party. But Heidi says she wants to invite Lauren, Audrina, and Whitney. And he says, we can see if we can get him on the list. So fucking annoying. But then the very next scene, Heidi shows up at Audrina's job, and it's but Heidi invites her and Lauren to the housewarming party and she's like Whitney's invited and I think she's gonna go and Audrina goes Whitney's gonna go she's like yeah yeah she said she was gonna go and Audrina's like well I have to go bring some of this stuff back to the mailroom so I have to go back to work and Heidi's like okay well I hope I see you at the party so Audrina immediately goes back to Kiara who I think I called her Sierra I think I've called her Sierra a few times, but Audrina is gossiping with her about the invite. And at the moment, I would like to highlight the posters that are in Kiara's cubicle. She has Sean Kingston, Cartel, Sarah Bareilles, and Good Charlotte. I mean, what a beautiful time to be alive in 2007. But Audrina spills some more tea about Spidey, and I'm gonna play an audio clip. You know, I like to give you that heads up. We are see- five seasons into the podcast, and I always like to give you a little bitty heads up. Just so I don't hurt your ears. Oh, I didn't even tell you this story, but like, she hasn't called Lauren once since she's moved out. We've heard from friends that her and Spencer were talking so much crap on Lauren. Saying really mean, mean things. Saying that Lauren was no one without Heidi and she could never get into any club without her. That's so pathetic. You know what's the bad thing? Lauren's mom called her. She was like, Lauren, there's these rumors on, on these websites saying that you and Jason have a sex tape out. And Lauren's like, what? I cannot even imagine. Even if these rumors are going on, she could have called her and been like, you know, like, I'm sorry, like, are you okay? Even if they had nothing to do with the rumors in the first place. We don't have any real proof, but they were best friends. And for Heidi just to stand back and not do anything, and then for her to come in here and give us invitations and expect us to go to her housewarming party, it's not going to happen. So after that awkward moment, we're at Milk and it's a Whitney and Lauren moment and Lauren fills Whitney in on Heidi going to Audrina's work and inviting them to the house party. She's like, can you believe that she went to Audrina's work and invited them? And Whitney's like, no, that's crazy. (laughs) But Whitney's shocked and Lauren says there's no way she will go. And Whitney kind of goes, I feel bad for not going, but I'd feel uncomfortable. Yeah Whitney don't feel bad don't feel bad I mean I get it you want to kind of like it is kind of weird I guess if you get invited somewhere and you don't want to go but you feel like you have to go no Whitney you're doing the right thing you got Lauren's back you're Lauren's work wife there's no way you can go. But Lauren tells Whitney that she's going to Do and invites Whitney to go out because every time she goes to Ladoo, she meets a really cute guy. And Whitney's like, yeah, that'll be fun. I, I do wonder if Whitney actually enjoyed going out with them because she always was never, actually, you know what, she wasn't there a lot. Like, she'd show up and leave and come, like, but I feel like she didn't really go out with them ever. But the next scene, the girls are rolling up to Ladoo. And this is the drunk Lauren and hot British guy scene. I guess there was a lot more that happened in this episode that I forgot about. I don't know why I thought that was a different episode. But the hot British guy's name is Jason. And he's a famous soccer, or I guess I should say football player, right? If we're talking about England. In American, in America, we call it soccer. In England, they call it, I think the rest of the world actually calls it football. But anyway, He's a famous soccer player named Jason. Lauren is wasted. Like Lauren's out of her mind. It's kind of funny. It's funny to rewatch. And some people, they're like, how do you know Lauren was wasted? I'm like, um, because I have eyeballs. But she goes, I just met a cute boy from London with an accent and he's leaving tomorrow. Jackpot. (laughs) I really wish Lauren let loose more because that Lauren seems like a damn good time. I think we can all agree with that. But after that little moment, we're at the housewarming party. So obviously, there Lauren's not showing up. is not showing up. Whitney's not showing up. But guess who shows up? My arch nemesis, Jennifer Bunny. Of course, Brody's there. Frankie Delgado's there. Um, Kim Kardashian was actually there, but she ended up... In a deleted scene. And someone was like, how come she was a deleted scene? I was like, she wasn't famous back then. Like, Brody was more famous than Kim Kardashian at one point. Isn't that crazy to think about? But we're back to Laydu, And I wish that I could play all the drunk Lauren in London boy audio. But I know it would sound like shit. And honestly, like, the whole time he just kind of seems annoyed. Like, I'm sure he's happy that, like, a beautiful girl's talking to him. But she's wasted. Whitney shows up and Lauren's like, Whitney! <laughs> She's all excited to see Whitney and Lauren pulls Whitney down next to her and she goes tell me if you think he's cute because I'm drunk and Whitney looks at him and she goes no and Whitney's a fucking liar if I ever knew one because Jason was cute this Jason both Jasons famous soccer player Jason was very cute and I would have let my friend hook up with him but back at the house party so at this point um Spencer is only 23 years old and I just kind of wanted to say that because he's like I shouldn't be drinking so much right now and Brody's like dude, you're 23. That's what a normal Friday night is for a 23-year-old. Meanwhile, now Brody's like 36, and he's like, yo, this is a normal Friday night for a 36-year-old. But Jennifer Bunny and Heidi have a moment, and Bunny says it's important to focus on her real friendships. She's like, I've just spent a lot of time, you know, talking about my real friendships and focusing on real friends. And they both say they're each other's real friends. And I think they are still really friends. I know Gunner has like multiple godparents. I don't know what that is. But apparently Gem Bunny is one of his godparents. And then Heidi's kind of like, you know, I do wish Lauren was here. But this is her choice. I'm going to write her a letter and tell her how I feel. But again, it's her choice. Especially because I didn't do anything. And I mean, even now, Heidi's like, I never did anything wrong. And you know what? Maybe Jason Waller did spread those rumors, but Spidey definitely lit that fuel, right? They definitely like, you know, it's like a fire and they were just pumping like oxygen and gasoline. I guess gasoline and oxygen, right? They both like help start fires. Whenever I say anything, even remotely, like out of the realm of pop culture, I always second guess myself. (laughs) But the next morning, a very hungover Elsie is on the couch And Audrina's like, I think pre-partying with the girls is a bad idea. Agreed, okay. I like to pre-game a little bit, but every once in a while you pre-game too hard. So by the time you're at the bar, you're already fucking wasted. And then you continue to drink at the bar and then the next morning you're dead. And by dead, I mean hungover, of course. But I feel like I've learned how to pre-game correctly, which is great, which is really great for me. But it's also like, damn, sometimes you're pre-game and you're like, I'm not ready to get into an Uber. I might throw up. But we find out that Audrina was out until 6 a.m. with Justin. And at this point, we don't know Justin Bobby, but that is who she's talking to. Like, as a viewer at this time, we're like, who's Justin? I wonder. We're going to meet Justin, right? We're going to meet Justin in a very big way. But we find out that Lauren made out with London boy all night. And she's like, oh, my God, I don't remember. We've all been there, girl. It's okay, especially when you're 21. Okay, now we're back at Spidey's apartment. And we find out it's Frankie's birthday at Doo. I like saying it like that. It makes me feel fancy. But Heidi says she wishes Lauren and Audrina came. And Spencer's just kind of like, well, we had our real friends there. So whatever. Like he never really validates her feelings. I feel like Spencer's constantly just shrugging off her feelings, which is not a cool thing to do. But Heidi's kind of like, you know, our friendship shouldn't suffer because I'm in a relationship with you. And this, again, this is a reoccurring theme throughout all of the hills for the rest of eternity. So now we're at Lauren and Audrina's apartment and they're getting ready to go to Frankie's birthday. Bro, apparently Audrina ran into Brody and Brody told Audrina that they missed out on the awesome house party and Lauren's like well that's kind of rude but Lauren is happy that Heidi's out of her life she's like out of my life for good now there are a lot of rumors that during this time the whole cast is on Adderall I just want to throw that out there and like watching it it's kind of like oh maybe like maybe they are maybe it's more than just alcohol so if you're re-watching just like keep that in the back of your head a lot of it's rumors though nothing nothing confirmed but Spencer and Heidi are getting ready and Spencer like whistles at her he's like do a turn and I'm kind of like ew I hate that I hate that so much but Spencer's curious to see if Lauren will show up and Heidi's like I wrote Lauren a letter and I'm gonna give it to her and Spencer's like let me read it and she's like no it's personal all right so let's set the scene okay After that, after they get ready, after Heidi's wearing, actually, Heidi looks very pretty. Heidi's wearing a very nice dress. And I do think that she did have some work done, but nothing, like, super confirmed. Like, she doesn't look totally different, but I think she, at this point, she had, like, bigger boobs and a nose job, but these are just things that I'm noticing. And I try not to talk about looks, but I think Heidi's been very, very aware of her plastic, I mean, very, very open about her plastic surgery. So that's why I feel comfortable talking about Heidi's plastic surgery. I just wanted to like make that clear because I know one of the rules on the Facebook page is to not talk about looks. So I just wanted to like put that out there because she has confirmed it. That is why I'm talking about it. Anyway, we're at Le Do, it's crowded. Um, Lauren's very drunk. And I don't know if she's expecting Spidey to show up, but Lauren's like living her best carefree life. And we see Audrina with Justin Bobby, but we don't know it's Justin Bobby yet. We just see her like talking to some guy with a hood up. But if you look close enough, it's Justin Bobby. Frankie shows up and right behind Frankie is the team known as Spidey. And the vibe changes. Like it's all elevator music and stuff. It's kind of annoying that MTV didn't want to pay royalties. But it's all elevator music. But the elevator music dies down. It's not like happy elevator music anymore. It's kind of like boom, boom, very sad. Sad elevator music. So Heidi comes up and hands Lauren the letter. And Lauren is just shooting daggers at Heidi. Lauren gets up and leaves. And Audrina suggests that Heidi talks to Lauren. And Heidi's like, I don't even know what I did. And Spencer kind of looks at her. He's like, do you want to bounce? She's like, yeah. And then Audrina turns to the guy named Kevin. And I'm pretty sure Kevin, Kevin's a tall guy with the beanie. He was a club promoter. And I think he ended up becoming friends with all the Hills people. But he was a club promoter. Anyway, Audrina turns to him and she goes, Heidi knows exactly what she did. And then Audrina's like, Heidi's just trying to play stupid. She's trying to play the victim, trying to act stupid. And then Audrina leaves to go find Lauren. So a little bit of background, Lauren made it clear she did not want to film with Spencer and Heidi. She's like, I don't want to be in a room with them. I don't want to do anything with them. So I think when they showed up, she just left the situation because she didn't want to be there. And Audrina ends up going into the bathroom with Lauren and... They used to go to the bathroom because they couldn't be filmed in the bathroom, right? But one thing they wouldn't do is shut off their mics. So you'd still be able to hear everything. And Audrina ends up, she's like, what does the letter say? And Lauren goes, oh my god, I forgot about it. And I'm going to play audio clip. Lauren, I wish you were there. We need to catch up. I really miss you. I understand you don't like Spencer, but I didn't do anything. I have always loved you. Call me when you had a chance. Yes, the housewarming party wasn't the same without you. And right after that, you hear like crumbling paper and Lauren goes, she won't fucking admit it. So Spencer and Heidi are still in the club at this point. We thought they left, but they're still there. And Spencer goes, let's roll up on her. And Heidi goes, what? Like, I don't think Heidi wanted to do that. I do still think at this point there was like a little glimmer of hope that her and Lauren would still be friends. And she didn't want to like mess up with Lauren. Like she was kind of like, no, I don't want to roll up on her, Spencer. But Spencer puts his hand on her back and they go roll up on Lauren. But production wasn't ready for this, and I think that's why the lighting is so crazy. And I also think that they had, like, in the kitchen or something, there was some kind of, like, control room. I don't think it was outside. I know a lot of people are like, why'd you go outside? I don't think it was outside. But this is hands down one of the best moments in reality TV. I don't watch The Housewives or anything like that, so I guess I shouldn't be that confident when I say this. But I do think that this is one of the greatest moments ever to happen in reality TV. And I am going to play the audio of it. I think it's a really important pivotal moment of the hills. And the sound might not be great. But again, I think it's really important. So get ready and let's go. And there's a moment where like Lauren leaves and spins around and kind of gets in Heidi's face and I was ready for Lauren to throw her drink in her face or do something big but instead she decided to just call her a sad pathetic person and I feel like that hurts more than a drink being thrown in your face. So what's funny is, you know, Lauren goes back until they do and CT from the Challenge Real World, um, whichever you know him from, probably the Challenge at this point, is walking in front of her. And she goes back into the club and she's like, she's playing Innocent. And I think that apologized by One Republic's playing, but I don't know because it's weird stock music because again, MTV did not want to pay royalties. So the next day, I'm assuming the next day, it's a Heidi and Elodie moment. And Heidi explains the whole issue and she's like you know, she got in my face and was all crazy being like, you know what you did. And I was like, what did I do? And she wouldn't tell me what I did. And Elodie's like team Heidi now. Elodie's like, yeah, I'm on your side. But Elodie probably did that just to like make the piece. She probably didn't even really care. She's probably like, yeah, whatever. Like MTV's paying me to talk to you. So for sure. The next day we're at Teen Vogue And Whitney goes, I took the night off. And Lauren explains the fight. You know, she's going into detail. And I mean, she basically says everything that the audio clip earlier said. And she keeps saying how Heidi won't take responsibility for anything. And she's like... She is not a part of my life anymore, and maybe that's a good thing. And then Whitney goes, maybe you'll be better off. And she goes, I am so far. And that is the end of the episode. And that is one of the greatest premieres of any show ever. I don't know. I love season three. I think season three is the best season. And it's funny that Jason said when he was on the hills, obviously he was only on the first season, but he was like, it was all very real. He's like, once season three, season four, and later seasons came, it was very fake- and I think he kind of hinted that this newer New Beginnings was pretty fake, too. But let, I'm going to um, I'm definitely going to make the Jason live into a podcast so you can re-listen. But I had a blast doing it. And it's kind of funny. I was super nervous. Like I was insanely nervous. And someone was like, yeah, your camera wouldn't stop shaking. I'm like, yeah, I know I should use my tripod. But I didn't. I wasn't thinking because I don't have great light in my apartment and I don't have a ring light. But what's funny is about a half hour before the interview, he's like, I only have a half hour, but I'm excited to do this. But, you know, I have to get off after a half hour. So at one point during the live, Ashley and Delilah joined and it was right around 630, right around the half hour mark. And I was starting to like end the live. And he was like, no, I still have 10 to 15 minutes. And I was like, fuck, because I didn't have any more questions. (laughs) So everything was kind of just off the top of my head. But he was awesome. Probably my favorite live, honestly And I think it's because he's so well spoken And so open um, A lot of people did say, you know I wish you asked more about Lauren and Jessica And all that, but at the end of the day They're all married to other people now and I don't think it's fair to do that, especially because I know for a fact that Jason does not want to bash Lauren or Jessica, right? She doesn't want to do any of that. He um He's very respectful of the cast, and I try and be as respectful as possible. And I don't think it's fair to ask questions about Lauren when his wife is on the live, basically. And what's crazy is like I ask people, I'm like, ask me any questions you or give me any questions you want me to ask Jason. And someone was like, will you ask him if Lauren's the one that got away? Uh, No, I'm not going to ask him that when his wife and daughter in the next room. Like, what the fuck? So there were some questions I got and I'm like, guys, no, stop it. (laughs) And what's funny is there was one part near the end when someone was like asking about ketchup, asking about ketchup. And I was not thinking about when... Heidi and Spencer saw him and Lauren at catch up and sent him a Shirley Temple. I was thinking of the prank. And it seemed like he liked that better anyway, because he didn't really care to talk badly about Hills people. And I get it. He has to film with them right now. But I thought that was funny. Like once I hung up, I was like, shit, they meant the fucking restaurant scene, not the prank scene. (laughs) But I had a real blast having Jason on. I think that him and I had a good conversation. And I'm glad we talked a lot about his recovery. And we did get some Laguna tidbits out of him. I do wish we saw how much worse Fight the Slide 2005 was. But yeah, I uh, thank you guys all for tuning into that. It was a good time for sure. So we have something to talk about, okay? We have something we need to talk about. We need to talk about Kristen being quote unquote stranded in the Bahamas, right? We need to talk about it. I know nobody else wants to talk about it anymore, but I want to talk about it because I haven't really had a chance to talk about it. Um, I did put a post up and I took it down because one thing that really frustrates me is that everybody assumes that I hate Kristen when that isn't the truth, right? Kristen has done not so nice things to people I know. Let me say that. But has Kristen ever done anything personally nasty to me? No. No. But when I post stuff, it's kind of like, okay, this is in the news and this is Laguna Beach page. So guess what? I'm going to post it. And someone was like, you're so disgusting to post this. How am I fucking disgusting to post something that's in the news that everybody's talking about? Oh my God, I was mad. I was big mad after that. And a lot of people weren't, you know, it's tough because a lot of people didn't say that. But there were a handful that were like, I'm unfollowing you that you're feeding into this gossip. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? We're in a pandemic and you shouldn't be traveling. Whew. But what I think they should do is shut the fuck up and let their publicist speak. I mean Justin just did an interview and he was like we didn't know what was happening in the world. That doesn't make it any better. If anything that makes it a hundred times worse. And you also did know because people were commenting on all your photos you're probably getting so many DMs being like hey guys this is what's happening and you shouldn't be traveling. Um, You know I guess my issue I didn't have an issue with them being really in the Bahamas like Quarantining, social distancing, doing whatever they did, but I don't think it's cool to act like they were on this deserted island because they weren't. I mean, they had people who were serving them, right? There are people who work at wherever they were staying. They had housekeepers, they had cooks, they had whatever. And on an island, resources aren't as easy as they are to get, say, in Nashville, Tennessee. I just, I thought that was a really kind of disrespectful thing to say. To be like, we're isolated on this alone island and all this stuff. I'm like, no, you aren't. There are people who live there. There are people who need those resources when you can get on a private jet and leave. So that's kind of where I'm at with the whole situation. And I don't think, I think one thing Jason said during the live that stuck out to me is he, he was like, we had privilege. We grew up very privileged. So Kristen is a very privileged person, and I think she forgets it. I think that she sees people being like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. And she's like, wow, everyone's such a hater. You're all haters. And it's like, no, but you, like, we're not haters. We're not. We're trying to let you know. And one thing for me, I keep saying like one thing, and a million things for me, is if Kristen was to say something like this, hey, I know that I'm very lucky to be able to quarantine on this private island with some of my closest friends and family. That's it. That's all that I, I mean, that's fine, right? Like she's doing this. She's acknowledging her privilege to be able to do it. But that's not something Kristen ever does. And it's very frustrating. And I think her posts were very tone deaf, right? So again, I don't dislike Kristen. I just think she needs a better social media presence. And like posting pictures of your ass while you're in like the water in Bahamas. Not a great look when 800 people died in 24 hours in New York City. Not a great fucking look. Um, I don't think she'll ever apologize for it. I don't think she thought she did anything wrong. I don't think Justin will apologize. I don't think anyone will ever apologize for it. And again, I am kind of like on the fence where it's like, well, it's her life, her business. Okay, I get it. But then don't put it on social media like that. If you don't want backlash, don't put it on social media. That's simple. If you don't want someone to say something, if you don't want someone to have an opinion... Don't post it on social. And one thing that they kept saying is that they couldn't go home, and that's not true. There were zero travel restrictions, and they also flew there on a private jet. So guess what? They could have flown back home on a private jet. And it kind of makes me wonder, because I know her; she's anti-vax, which I'm not going to even throw my hat in the ring there. I don't have kids. I mean, I'm vaccinated. I don't have kids. Um... But I didn't know if that would make her kids more susceptible to a virus. I don't know if they go hand in hand, but I know Jay is diabetic and that's not good either. Like he's in a higher risk to get coronavirus. It's just there were so many things. And I think one of the moments that really upset me about the whole quarantine thing, because I was kind of like, whatever, you know, they're drinking, having fun. Like they should acknowledge that there are people, (laughs) there are people dying, like for real. And I mean, I know I laughed through that, but people are dying from this. And there was one moment near the end of their trip where Kristen was wearing a bikini, like shopping through a store. And Justin's like, don't worry, only one family at a time. And I was kind of like, wow, you really don't take this seriously. And I think that's for a lot of people. Like a lot of people aren't taking this serious because someone they know hasn't been affected yet. And sometimes you need that, like, real big blast in the face to be like, holy shit, this is real, right? Like, I'm lucky. Nobody that I know personally has been affected by the coronavirus. No one's gotten sick. My friend Dexter, his brother was sick, but luckily he's off the ventilator. He's doing a lot better. But no one I know directly has been really affected by this disease. Ah, virus. I'm sorry. And... I just, I feel like until it happens, a lot of people are going to continue doing their everyday things. A lot of people are going to continue to hang out in groups. And even the last podcast I did, right, I remember I was like, I hung out with Colby and we were six feet apart and all this stuff. And then I realized, hey, that wasn't fucking cool. Like, I shouldn't have done that. And since then, I haven't seen anybody, right? I've just been like quarantined into my house and that's why I'm talking so much. I'm probably super fast. But I do think that a lot of people need to check their privilege and that goes for a lot of celebrities. I think Chris. I don't think Kristen expected it to get this big. I don't think she expected it to blow up like this. I mean, she posted a weird 9-11 post and it didn't even get as much attention as this. But again, this is different. No, it isn't. No, fuck, fuck, it isn't different. I'm not gonna, no, it's all tone deaf. <laughs> it's all tone deaf. But I think that. There should be an apology issued and it should just be for her ignorance more than anything, but we're not going to get that. So I, I'm not going to like expect one. I think Kristen does what Kristen wants. And I've said that multiple times on multiple podcast episodes. Um, I just, I think that there were, I don't think she expected it to get this much attention. And then when it started to get attention, she decided to be like, well, everyone's just being a hater. And it's like, it's not that Kristen, it really isn't. It's just I swear all the celebrities, their publicists are also in quarantine, I'm sure. And it's like, guys, tell them to put the phone down. I mean, Justin Bieber did a live and it was kind of weird, right? So he's talking to Kendall Jenner and there's a part of me that's like, what is FaceTime broken? Like, why are you doing this? But he's like you know, we shouldn't feel bad about all the good that we have because we've worked really hard to get where we are, but we understand some people don't have everything. It's kind of like, dude, like just just shut the fuck up, please. Just stop talking. Again, that's not that bad. I mean, I don't know. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way, especially because like Haley Baldwin and Kendall Jenner are on the line and they didn't have to do shit to get their privilege. Justin Bieber worked, right? Justin Bieber did have to work hard. He grew up in lower income, and he did work his way up. So I give Justin Bieber credit for that. But when you're talking to people who are born into wealth, being like, you know, we shouldn't feel bad because we have nice things, it's kinda like, well, what the fuck, dude? Again, their publicists need to be like, I'm moving in with you and we're gonna quarantine together. This is how we're gonna do it. Speaking of quarantine though, I hope you guys are all doing okay. I know that it's been really, really tough. Um, I've been alone. Like I, I've isolated alone, I got foster cats, one got adopted, one's still chilling with me. But it has been hard, and I it's okay to admit that. And it's funny, I was talking to my friend Brenna about it and she She's like, you know, we're we're trying to be productive because we feel like we have a lot of time, but we're going through a fucking pandemic like we're all going through this. And again, even if you're not being directly affected by, you know, even though even if you don't know somebody who has the coronavirus or anything like that, you're still being affected by it is what I meant to say. And it's just kind of I don't know, we're all in this together, which is cool. But it's also like stay the fucking side, guys. (laughs) I mean, go to the grocery store if you have to. Do things if you have to do them. But this is scary times. These are very scary times. And, you know, I'm bummed. I'm bummed that my live show got canceled. You know, Loverfest, the Taylor Swift concert probably is not happening and I feel selfish saying those things out loud when again, 800 people died in 24 hours in New York City. And it's crazy. So I've I've gotten a few DMs from different people and someone DM me really like touched my heart that she listened to the podcast. I'm not going to say her name or anything, but she's an undertaker, right? So she's like, you know, a lot of people, obviously they're thinking a lot of like the nurses and doctors and all that, but there are so many other people. And I, I agree with her. But I do think like doctors, nurses, all of them should get a ton of credit. But I also want to give a shout out to like the cleaning crew at the hospital. I want to give a shout out to people who work at Walgreens, any grocery stores, gas stations. Um, Undertakers I feel like a lot Of those people kind of get forgotten about In the in all the midst Of everything I mean every time I go to the grocery store I always try and thank a few Of the people for staying there like I try And be like thank you guys for all you're doing for Us it's just crazy times man It's crazy 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 times And however you're feeling Like it's okay like this Past week I've been angry I've been really Like frustrated with everything everything's Like making me angry and I Know it's because of this I know it's because I want to go out. I want to be with my friends. I want my life to be normal. I don't know when I'm going to see my family. I I mean, I guess I could jump on a plane and go, but then what? I have to isolate for two weeks in Massachusetts. And even if I'm back in Massachusetts, I can't go see my nieces. I can't go see my friends. So it's kind of like, What's the point? But yeah, everyone is going through this together. And however you're feeling, it's okay. If you if you do need help, please reach out to somebody. I want to say that. I know that these are times nobody is prepared for. And we're all here to help each other. I, I hope that. That's how I feel at least. All right, so I hope that was an uplifting message because we're about to talk about Hayden Panettiere. And guess what? This is not going to be uplifting. This shows like a dark, dark, dark side of Hollywood. And again, when I do these um, reviews, it all comes from the Crazy Days and Nights podcast, the NT Lawyer podcast that he does. It's on Patreon. I believe it's $5 a month. He does it great. So if you've already listened to that Hayden Panettiere deep dive, you don't need to listen to this part. But if you haven't, you're in for a scary nightmare. Are you ready for it, Taylor Swift voice, though? Okay, so Enti, this is all allegedly, I want to throw that out there. This is all allegedly things that have happened. Um, these all come from Enti Lawyers podcast, and I do not know anything for certain. So Enti has known Hayden for a very long time, and she is one of the few celebrities who have been written about on the site since C-Dan, as we call it, Crazy Days and Nights, first became a website, so late 2006, early 2007. And Hayden just keeps giving to the site, like her antics never get old, never get tired. But apparently Hayden and Entie played a drinking game where everybody tried to pronounce her last name correctly, but they failed, so they all had to drink. And Enti says he used to hang out with Hayden a lot during the first two years of crazy days and nights. So she's like, what, like 16, 17 back then? Maybe 17, 18? But then they stopped hanging out, and Hayden has had a lot of impact on the site. So Enti and Hayden have a very good mutual friend in common, and Enti likes Hayden a lot. But he says then she changed, right? She changed her attitude towards everyone, especially the cast of heroes. Hayden started to act and think she was better than everybody else, and Enti has a rule on the site. He does not talk bad about his celebrity friends on the site unless the friend does not care what Enti says about them. So for a while, Enti did not say anything bad about Hayden while also naming Hayden, he also did write a few blinds about her. He did write a few blinds about Hayden, but wouldn't like, you know, sometimes he has like big reveals. He wouldn't do that with Hayden. So Andy reads a blind from 2007, which he later reveals in 2013. And it says this C-list actress has been telling her boyfriend the reason she can't spend the night at his place is because she lives at home with her mom. This is true. She does live at home, but the reason she can't spend the night with her boyfriend is because she's too busy spending the night with her co-star, well, whenever his wife is not there. So Entie does reveal that that's Hayden. He doesn't reveal the co-star and also doesn't reveal the boyfriend, but I'm going to guess it's Stephen Coletti. Pretty sure they were dating during this time. And I also think it's weird that Stephen dated her when he was like 21 and she was like 16. But in the fall of 2008, a drunk and messy Hayden got into a fist fight with with a co-star from Heroes. We don't know who the co-star was. Basically, Hayden attacked her female co-star over a snotty remark the co-star made to Hayden about, quote, I can't believe your BF is even with you. You're such a mess. And Hayden attacked her. Enti has never spoken to Hayden since that happened. Since that happened, Enti was like, I'm done. But Hayden was not sorry and said the co-star deserved it. And right after that, Milo Ventimiglia dumped Hayden after he found out what she did. And that's why they broke up because they broke up pretty suddenly. They dated for a while, but broke up very suddenly. And Hayden tried to get Milo fired from Heroes after he broke up there, but it didn't work. The fact that she thought she could even have Milo fired shows how out of control Hayden's ego was and still is to this day. Again, this is all allegedly stuff. I just have to throw that out there. But Enti says we see this type of behavior all over again a decade later with the TV show Nashville, which I loved. I loved her as Juliet Barnes. But as I said before, Hayden crashed and burned heroes with her diva behavior in bad attitude. No one from that cast has ever wanted to see her again. Nobody even told Hayden about the heroes reboot that they were trying to do. Her agent found out first and called up production asking, When do you want Hayden to come in for the Heroes reboot? And he was told a firm and harsh, hell no, Hayden was not going to get a part in the reboot. The Heroes reboot producers were so harsh about Hayden, her agent did not even tell her about the reboot at the time. Hayden found out about the reboot from her cousin. So N.T. reads a blind about Hayden being filmed having sex with the producer of Heroes from over a decade ago. She was just turned 18 And the producer filmed it because he wanted to prove it was consensual and that Hayden was 18. If it should ever be brought up, the thing is, the producer also had a different sex tape starring Hayden's mom. So I've kind of touched on that. Like, Hayden's mom really, like, herself out there and also had no issue letting her daughter go on a casting couch no matter how old she was. Enti goes on to say that Hayden's mom is the momager of all momagers. Hayden's mom is aggressive in getting her daughter cast in things. This is this is just kind of a random part of the um, episode but she like got tapped on the shoulder and she was like don't you ever touch me again. But I mean people continued to hire her because she was such a hit on the show Heroes. So Enti reads a blind from 2009 and it says Hayden from Heroes was paid to be at a Disney World event for two weekends in a row. She was being paid to be there and also be a good role model for the attending teens. Were the rules strict? Yes, but Hayden knew all the rules ahead of time and could have turned the job down, yet she accepted the job. She chained smoke through the entire event, refused to do most of the things she was signed up to do and paid for. This includes her arguing about the actual paycheck, which she opened up in front of the audience who was there to see her speak. She thought the check was for less money than she agreed to. The check most likely went straight to Hayden and not her agent because she probably cut her agent out of the deal and kept the 10% for herself. So apparently this is the behavior you would get all the time with her at events, on set. She was a huge pain in the ass. And Hayden pulled the same shit on the set of Nashville. And apparently that's why Connie Britton left the show. It's because she couldn't deal with Hayden anymore. So let's rewind back to May 2009. Hayden meets a man named Steve Jones. This is when the world learns that Hayden likes to date older guys who treat her like crap. Much like Hayden's dad treated her mom like crap and abused her mom... Hayden's dad has been arrested for felony domestic violence. Hayden's parents have been divorced or have filed for divorce, but it took five plus years to be finalized. Dad's legal bills were in the six figures by this point, and guess who paid them? Hayden had to pay them. She said that she pays the bills for the guy who beat her mom and may have abused Hayden too, if you believe all the blinds. So here's a person, Hayden, who witnessed terrible abuse and may have been abused herself, now paying the legal fees of the person who did it. I mean, how twisted is that? It's kind of like, no wonder why she's kind of end up the way she is. So again, this is probably why Hayden dates older guys who treat her like crap. It's all she knows. So in 2009, there's a blind that he reads and Hayden is at a Cannes event. It's reported to the police that she's buying cocaine. The next night, her hotel room's raided, but the drug sniffing dogs come up empty handed. Why? And, And he goes, it's because Hayden did all the drugs the night before. There's none left. But apparently, Hayden has been in rehab multiple times since 2009. She's kept it very under the radar, as has Selena Gomez. And this, this like really grosses me out. Apparently, this is a blind from 2010. Hayden is back in cans with her new boyfriend. And this one's when she was dating her now baby daddy. Um, they're not together anymore, but La- Wa- Wa- Waldemir Klischka? I can't say his name. Waldemir? Waldemir? Klitschko? I'm gonna call him Klitschko because I can say his last name. Vladimir. Wadimir. I don't know. I'm gonna call him Klitschko. They ran into her ex and they all went back to the hotel and the guys took turns with Hayden. Um, Klitschko apparently actually treated Hayden pretty well. He never asked or forced her to do things she did not want. Hayden didn't like him being nice apparently. She wanted her men mean This is why her and Klitschko have always been so on and off and why she's cheated on him so much. She was hoping to make him mad, much like if Hayden or her mom acted out something bad was happening, like her dad would beat them up. It's so sad. Like, this gets really sad. Hayden uses drugs to deal with her childhood abuse. She tries to blame all her issues on postpartum depression, but her kid is only three, so how do you explain the last 10 years of this behavior? She no longer apparently has a support system of people who want to help her because she's so mean and rude. Apparently in 2010, Hayden and Rumor Willis were best friends. Then Hayden started hitting on and sleeping with all of Rumor Willis's boyfriends. This ended their friendship. So what happened? Hayden started hanging out with Rumor's mom, Demi Moore. Demi and Hayden started partying together, and apparently Hayden ended up hooking up with Ashton Kutcher who was married to Demi at the time. Apparently another person that Hayden used to hook up with is Jeremy Piven. And I've talked about yachting before, right? I've I've mentioned it and I've asked you guys to look it up. But basically like rich men will bring these celebrity women onto yachts and kind of pay them to do whatever the guys want. And that's why you'll see like Nina Dobrev, she's always in like South Africa or in the cans, um, like France on yachts and all that. Rita Ora, Meghan Markle used to do it. There's a lot of rumors about Meghan Markle being a yachter. But apparently um, from the years 2009 to 2012, Hayden was a very big yachter. And when she got back with Klitschko, she ended up getting back into Hollywood and stopped yachting. Okay, so now when she is on the show Nashville, she's parting your guts out. There are many rumors floating around Hollywood about what a nightmare she is to work with. So we're picking back up. This is like 2012 when she got serious with Klitschko again. And apparently he was a really good influence on Hayden. She got the role of Juliet Barnes on Nashville but Hayden's past and the abuse always comes to the surface, and it's hard for her to be normal. Apparently, she's always going to act out. She's tried rehab and therapy, but it never sticks for long. Um, even though Klitschko cares for her a lot and they share a child, Hayde- Hayden doesn't want that. She can't. It's not her. Like, she's not used to being loved. So in 2012, she was apparently fully into BDSM and this is something she picked up during her three years of yachting. And I feel like that's a very random placement. But this is from a 2018 um, reveal. I know she, in parentheses, former A, A minus list, mostly television actress with the long name, has hooked up with family members of guys she has dated in the past and did that whole summer of yachting where the guy who was paying her provided her coke, forced her into some situations with multiple people, but my guess is she didn't hook up with her boyfriend's dad, but she definitely would have flirted with him to the point that he might have thought they were going to and made a move and got beat up by the boyfriend. And that's Hayden Penetier. Okay, another blind reveal from November 1st, 2018. Okay, so this one is from November 1st, 2018. The rehab need is strong with this former child actress turned adult actress with two decent hits to her credit in the impossible last name. She is a mess and I wonder who is watching her child while she does the messy things. Hayden Panettiere again. And during 2018, it seems like that's when it really started to go like super fast downhill, which I guess makes sense because that was like the last season of Nashville and she was barely on it. And this was when they were saying she had postpartum depression. So this one is from October 5th, 2018. And again, not all these. I don't believe everything that's on a celebrity blind website. I just want to make that clear. So you can take all this with a big grain of salt if you'd like. Um, This is all allegedly... But this one is from October 2018. Usually the former A-list mostly actress who got lucky twice with television shows keeps her crazy sexual escapades mostly private. She was so wasted though at a recent club that she kept trying to get a threesome going in the VIP area of the club. No one was going for it, including her boyfriend. He might be gone soon, though, because apparently she's spending Halloween in Dubai, which is yachting, right? So if you're in Dubai, that's like another big yachting thing. So apparently, you know, Hayden was doing better while she was with Klitschko, even though she cheated on him. I mean, he cheated back, but Hayden was not boozing it up or doing as many drugs. And then she got cast as Juliet Barnes. Things were good on set at first. Then again, she decided to be a nightmare to Connie Burton and everybody else, Hayden starts drinking again. She got pregnant, even though the birth of her daughter, Hayden's been getting worse and worse with the booze. And um, she's with her new boyfriend, who's a loser, treats her like crap. And this was before he got arrested for domestic violence twice. So when this um, when this podcast came out, it was about it was probably over a year ago. So it's not super up to date. But apparently, you know, Hayden needs a lot of help and no one's going to hire her because she's such a mess and she's really fucking mean. So that really sucks. I I feel like I didn't go deep enough, and I'm sorry. I mean, that's I, I kind of recap the whole podcast that ND lawyer does, but there's a lot of there's a lot of bad stuff shit in Hollywood. That's all I can say. And Hayden Penetier apparently is going through it. And I mean, if you look at like her background, right? So if her dad really did do all these terrible things, super sad. And I do think Hayden's really talented. Hopefully, hopefully she can find her way somehow, right? Hopefully, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can only hope. I do, I don't want a tragic ending for Hayden Panettiere. I did get a DM from somebody who had an encounter with Hayden and it says, so like a year ago, I was at the bar and she was there with Brian, who's her new boyfriend who has been abusive towards her. And she was shit-faced and as you know, she's like tiny. So I'm looking at this tiny thing, stumbling drunk all over the bar and I was shocked she was behaving like this in public when it was already in the tabloid, she was having custody issues. She even fell over at one point. The next morning, it was on TMZ that Brian had been arrested for punching her in the face the night prior when I had seen them out. So obviously, they them being shit rocked at the bar led to a very physical altercation. So yeah, so one, of my, one of the followers, one of the people who listened to the podcast saw them that night. Like the first time it happened, not the second. And again, this isn't an up-to-date like... Um, A lot has happened since NT released this podcast that I kind of just recapped, but I I hope Hayden can get it together. It doesn't sound like there's much of a chance, though, which really, really breaks my heart. Um, A few other things I want to talk about. I've been watching All American on Netflix. Apparently, it's a CW show. Great show. I love it. It's very, like... One Tree Hill, Friday Night Lights, but make it in like LA. So I suggest watching that if you haven't. Um, A lot of people want me to recap the challenge and I promise I will. I just feel like I need a few more episodes to kind of get into it. But when I think of like my favorite challengers of all time, I mean, Sarah Rice, Emily Schrome, CT, Landon, um, you guys know I love Demi, Uh, Demi. You guys know I love Jemmy. Katie Doyle was one of my favorites. She was out of her fucking mind. She was the shit. I've never been a big, like, Evan, Kenny, and Bananas fan. They always reminded me, like, the guys in high school who were mean to me. And I think that that is me not liking them because of that. Um, CT I've always liked. Wes has always annoyed me, but I always like him. I understand why he's, like, there. I like Nani. Elton in, um... Darrell are two of my favorites. Also loved Brad a lot. Like I love to look at Brad all day. And I did do like an Ask Me Anything, but I'm going to save that for next week because this podcast is long enough. And hopefully I'll have enough like stuff to talk about next week. That's why I was a little nervous to do one the last week. Um, I just said last week twice in a row. That's why I was a little bit nervous to do a podcast last week because I felt like I had nothing new to talk about. But next week I'll make sure to have stuff. Um, I just feel like even with pop culture right now, nothing's really happening. Just people putting out stupid fucking videos because their publicists aren't with them quarantined. Mm -hmm. Know whose publicist I'd really love to talk to? sean and camilla's publicist because they're doing a terrible job you guys all saw the video of them walking for the paparazzi so they could get like a good picture fucking crazy people nobody believes you guys are a couple time to let it go i don't care if you're quarantining together there was a part of me that was worried they were going to be like well one of them has coronavirus and they just wanted some fresh air surprised that didn't happen i really thought they were going to spin that because i do think a few celebrities um colton underwood probably lied about having coronavirus and I don't care, I said it. Okay, allegedly he lied. I don't know. Maybe allegedly, I don't know. Someone actually DM'd me and they were like, what happened with the kickball team and Tim? And I forgot I went on like a crazy rant about how angry I was at everybody about that. Nothing happened. The the team got canceled because of the coronavirus. There are no games obviously and Tim and I still aren't speaking really. I mean I haven't heard from him. I mean I've been working from home for a month now. But I thought it was pretty fucked up. So you know how when you get like a face, um, an Instagram like, you can see how long ago it was liked. Like it'll be like liked six hours ago. So when girl passed away on my personal account, I obviously put up a photo or a couple photos, just being like, you know, she's my best friend, blah blah blah. Okay, I'm not gonna get into it because I'll start crying. But I woke up around like six the next morning, or maybe it was more like seven. I don't know. I barely slept, but. He liked that post at 3 a.m., okay, and that happened on a Monday. I didn't go to work Tuesday, but I did go to work the following day, that Wednesday. He did not say one word to me. He did not speak to me. He did not look at me. He didn't do anything, and I kind of wanted to be like, fuck your Instagram like that you probably, like, stayed up to do so your girlfriend went to sleep before you could double tap a picture of my fucking dead cat, like, ooh, It made me mad but at this point you know it's been a month I haven't seen him at all and this is what has been good because it's really hard when you're trying to get over somebody and you see them all the time and they're in your space all the time and one really difficult thing is everyone's like isn't Tim so funny isn't Tim awesome and I want to be like if only you motherfuckers knew okay sorry I just had to get that off my chest. But I'm assuming if I get a new job, I'll never see or speak to Tim again. And that is okay with me. But I hope you guys stay safe. I hope you stay sane. If you're having a hard time, reach out to somebody you love. Reach out and talk about it because we're all going through it. Even if even people who like have never really dealt with anxiety. My brother says he's never really dealt with anxiety, but he's having a really tough time. So that's normal. It's completely normal to be having a tough time. And... I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you again for all your support through everything. It really means the world to me. And yeah, I just, I really want to say that. I've been getting a lot of really amazing messages because people know I am quarantining alone. It has been difficult, but you know what? We're going to get through this together and we're going to come out stronger. And hopefully when this is all done, people can be kind to one another again. So I hope you have an awesome week. And next week, I'm going to talk about how Ellen DeGeneres might be a low-key monster. So I hope you tune in. Bye.